Are you a realtor trying to navigate an ever-changing market? Or maybe a regular Joe Schmo wanting to be in the know? We've got you covered. Welcome to Conversations with Kim, where we solve everyday real estate problems one conversation at a time. I'm Kim Miner, principal broker and owner of Remax Real Estate Results in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I'm Lauren McCloy, realtor and resident question queen. Welcome to this week's episode of Conversations with Kim. I am Kim, and I'm here with our resident question queen. Hey, it's Lauren. Hello, hello. Okay, back to goal setting and what does your 2023 look like? We're going to kind of finish the year talking about these things. And today I want to dig a little deeper into SMART goals. This is one of those things you heard them everywhere. What are they? How to do it? When to do it? What to do it? And, you know, maybe how, maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, it's a thought process. And we kind of talked about it last time. You know, you got to do some soul searching. You got to figure out. Um, I think you have to start with where are you? You know, where are you today? And this is one of those things you got to be in the right frame of mind. This is not one of those things that, hey, I'm going to set my goals today. That I mean, you can if you're one of those fly by the seat of your pants people. But I think this is one of those things you need to reflect on how 2022 is and what you want 2023 to look like. Um, you know, I really do think this is, you know, some time for some self-reflection. We talked about it last time. Go and ask your, your, your mentors, the other agents in your office, maybe your spouse or significant other. You know, did I do? And then yourself, did I do good? Do I feel good? You know, what about it? You know, right before we sat down to do this, you know, episode, there was an agent in my office when we were talking about what, you know, what she did in 2021 and what she's done in 2022. And it was an amazing, you know, amazing thing to see her progression of what she did. But, you know, and, and she's done really well. And then I had another one yesterday I was talking to and we sat down. And she's like, I didn't really meet my goal. And I'm like, that's okay. It, you know, you have to consider what happened in this last year. Did you have life events? Did you, you know, did, did you accomplish some of your other goals that maybe weren't business related? You can't, you can't just isolate one goal and say, well, I didn't meet my goal. You know, what was the reason why? So you got to kind of self-reflect and figure out what it is. So where are you today? Where do you want to be? You know, what do you want to do? You know, and it can be completely outlandish and that's okay if it is, but if it is, you better sit down with your broker (laughs) or your mentor or somebody else and make sure that, you know, you have the things in place to hit that outlandish goal. Um, Because, Anybody can do anything they want to do. I, I truly believe that everybody has what they need, you know, to do to do whatever it is they want. Doesn't mean they don't need some help. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're have to, gonna have to maybe get some education. Doesn't mean you have to have some accountability. Doesn't mean you might need a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean you might need to spend some money. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody has what they need, you know, to accomplish in themselves as far mm-hmm. as to do what they want to do. So it's just a matter of how. It's exactly what mm-hmm. you get. You get to break it down into smaller chunks, and you really have to break it down into extremely small. I can't just say, okay, well, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Well, when are you going to do that? And that's, that's where this whole smart goals of saying it in and kind of getting a little Mm -hmm. more specific about each individual one. And you have to break each one down. It's not just, Hey, here's my goal. And obviously in real estate, it usually ends up being a number, number Mm -hmm. of transactions, your final volume, your, you know, gross or net commission amount, whatever it happens to be, you know, you've got to figure out which one speaks to you. Some people are really big on money. So they go about commissions and that's the way they do it. Other people are about, you know, I want to sell a hundred things. I want to sell a hundred deals next year. Um, And we kind of talked about this a second ago too. It was kind of funny, you know, a transaction is a side, which is weird for people in the public to realize that if you sell a home, you represent the buyer and the seller. That's two transactions. Mm-hmm. It's yes, you sold one home to one person, mm-hmm. but it's considered two transactions. So, you know, is it is it the number of sides that you're going to do or the number of transactions you're going to do? Or is volume a big thing? You know, a lot of um, local board of realtors, their awards programs are based on volume. So, you know, did you sell five million in, you know, the total of volume that you sold in the homes or the land or the commercial deals that you did? You know, it depends. So you just got to figure out which one of those speaks to you. And a lot of agents get 
especially newer agents get really confused. They're like, I don't know which one I want to do. I'm like, well, what means more to you? What do you, you know, what is, you, what are you trying to do with this accomplishment? Are you, you know, if your goal and focus is to maybe get out of debt or pay some bills off or save for a vacation or college or your retirement or whatever it is, then maybe it's that net, you know, it's that net number that's going to mean something to you because what am I bringing home and what am I doing with that money that I'm bringing home? So if that's where you're going, you know, set your goals based monetarily. Um, if it's, I've always want to sell hundred deals a year. I love those agents. Hey, I sold a hundred deals. Great. You know, then that's your motivation to sell those hundred deals. That's where you get excited. And that's what you really want to do. Um, you know, if you're looking to make that award, you know, for your, whether your franchise or your brokerage or your board is recognizing, then it's by volume. Mm -hmm. And so, because here's the thing, you know, and it's, and it's funny, and this is where it kind of gets weird talking or maybe coaching agents or talking to other brokers and across the country, because obviously the average sales price in California is not the same as the average sales price in Arkansas. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about volume, that's a completely different conversation with a California agent than it is with an Arkansas agent. Because, you know, in our local market, I think we're somewhere around 385, 400 is our average sales price in some of our markets that depends on which market you're in too. And mm -hmm. that's the other thing too. What's your local market? Are you in the bigger cities? Are you, are you selling out? Are you selling farms and ranches? Are you selling commercial? Are you, you know, it really makes a difference. So you, you really got to figure out, you know, localize where you are and what it is. If, if the volume is what you're going for, you have to break it down in those checks. And that's what, that's that thinking of where have you been and where are you going and what do you want to do? You've got to break it down into those things before you can really, you know, figure out where you're going to go with the rest of your goals. Cause you can't, continue to keep going down that road if you can't figure out if it's, is it volume transactions or money so figure out which one speaks to you and which one makes a difference to you mm -hmm. um you know next you got to be able to measure it and you got to be able to have some accountability and be able to course correct when things aren't going right so that's kind of the basics of what it is so smart goals s-m-a-r-t yes spell that out specific you got to be super just, i just kind of spoke on that a little bit, you know, what actually will be accomplished? What do you want to accomplish? Mm -hmm. Is it not, not want to make a lot of money? It's like, it, what, it's like, what number? What? Great. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you want to go, that's, that's kind of yeah. expand on that a little bit more. You know, I want to make a lot of money. Great. What's a lot to you? Right. Because a lot to you and a lot exactly. to me and a lot to somebody else are completely different. Back to super specific. specific. You've got to narrow it down. I want to make a hundred thousand dollars. Great. Is that gross or is that net? So, you know, you even have to break it down to that because a hundred thousand gross is completely different than the check you, than the money you put in your bank account. Right. So you, cause you figure in, what are your brokerage fees? What are your, you know, what are your costs to run your business? What did you, you know, did you buy the closing gifts and did you do these, all these things that happened during the transaction affect your net or what you put in your bank. And a lot of agents get, you know, oh, you know, it's funny, especially when I see agents come to hear that they've been of other brokerages and not to say that the brokerages are doing anything wrong. It's just a lot of agents don't pay attention to this. They're like, I don't know what my gross is. I'm like, because they know that the check, you know, you know, the amount of the check you put in your bank, because obviously it's the deposit, you know, that goes in your bank. And you're like, great, I know what that is. I don't know what my gross is. What do you mean you don't know what your gross is? Your gross is how much the title, comp the check from the title mm -hmm. company that got sent to your brokerage, mm -hmm. that's your gross. Mm -hmm. That is your gross number. Um, you know, is your hundred thousand gross or is your hundred thousand net? Because mm -hmm. that's that's a far cry from what it is. So it, being extremely specific. It, it's funny. Well, between <clears throat> gross and net is like with net, the way that I end up memorizing that is like if you think about net, it's you know everything you catch, you know after everything else. Right. You that's know, a really good. That's a, that's a good way to think you about know, it. Like everything else falls off that you have to pay. You know, what, what hits the net? Yeah, at what, the bottom? what are you holding on to? Yep. yep. What yeah. hits the net at the very, very bottom? That's, uh -huh. that's really, really that's that's very good. And not only and, in being specific on on picking out what that goal is, what are the actions you're going to take to get to that point? Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, 
break it down in between. You know, if you're, you're talking about number of transactions, it's super easy because it's a num- you know, it's numbers based. You know, how many it goes down, how many phone calls or how many contacts mm-hmm. to people do you make a day? How many, you know, how many buyers agreements or listing agreements did you sign? How many of those went under contract? How many contracts did you write? How many of those closed? You know, you, you can break it down pretty simply. Um, if you go by number of transactions, money, you kind of got to work yourself backwards. If this is the amount of money you make, then how many deals did you do this year? What would your average commission or your average um, sales price this year? You know, are our commission rates increasing or falling? You know, that's one of those things you kind of have to you kind of have to you know play with and figure out. You know, obviously, the market has definitely shifted and things are really different right now. And and I will tell you these last couple of years when it was super easy and super quick. Um, at least that's what the public thought uh, <laughs> of selling a house and collecting a commission. A lot of sellers didn't want to pay or buyers for that matter. Buyers were paying commissions, you know, didn't want to pay full commission. Cause you're like, you're only working for a week. I'm like, that's not really true. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, we'll talk about that after the first mm-hmm. year about, you know, explaining to buyers and sellers exactly what you do, because mm-hmm. if they think you only worked for three days, that's a, most deals don't close in three days. It may have mm-hmm. gone under contract in three days, but it didn't just take three days to get the house listed and ready to go. It didn't just take three days, you know. Yeah, that's a reality check for more than just buyers and sellers. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, well you know. you're not wrong. <laughs> you're definitely not wrong. I feel like that's probably a reason why a lot of new agents came into the market as well, thinking thinking that that was days. right. Yeah, and exactly. Like, no, perception. that is not no. at all. But the case. Oh, no, and, and you know, want to say like, punch me if it is. Right, exactly. And you know, easy. You want to talk about the last two years being easy? They were not easy. They were extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, did it mean, you know, did the sellers sell their houses for more money than what they thought they were worth? Did they make a lot of money? You know, was it great for sellers? It sure was. Was it, you know, let's flip the other side. Was it easy for buyers? No, it was freaking terrible. You know, there was no inventory. There were multiple offers. Constant disappointment. It's constant disappointment. And you couldn't get into houses, couldn't see houses, couldn't go to houses, you know, couldn't get a contract written fast enough. It was already under contract before you got to write one. If you did happen to get to write one, you were competing with 20, 30, 40 people, you know, and it just, it was, heartbreaking on the buyer side. So, you know, it's always, there's always something on the other side. You got to balance those two out. You know, it wasn't easy, but I will say though, there was a lot of sellers that didn't want to pay full commissions in the last couple of years because they thought it was easy because mm-hmm. agents didn't explain what they did, you mm-hmm. know, and, that, and that's, a, that, you know, explaining your value and really doing that is something we'll expand on after the first year, because I think that's going to be very important. Well, it's also like in that situation, you know, it's easy for a seller to it, like there would be a lot of agents who would compromise and sell mm-hmm. for a lesser commission right. because so it's like if you don't accept that from they gave so much power to the sellers Heck yeah, and it, you know which is yeah there's definitely a lot of you know recalibrating going on right now well and i think everything. what happened with that too is that the agents got into the business during that time they didn't know any different they didn't know how to explain what they were worth right because they hadn't really truly i want to say sold real estate and i know that sounds terrible and i'm not trying to be offensive for those of you guys no, in you're right. the last two years you haven't sold real estate no. i'm really sorry you haven't i'll accept yeah. that all day <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad really, thank you i'm glad you do there's yeah. a lot of agents who don't like, that doesn't hurt my feelings i'm the greatest agent no they, they made a, like i said a lot of agents made a lot of money in the last two years mm-hmm. you know quickly, mm-hmm. I would have to say, you know, the transaction happened quickly. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it was easy or fast, but the transaction happened generally quicker than it has in the last five to 10 years prior to that. Um, so, you know, it seemed easier or quicker to get your money. So they did. They're like, sure, I, you know, I'll have to deal with the three days with you. And then, you know, it closes in 30 days. Woohoo, done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's, it's, 
definitely having a conversation with the seller right now is a completely different one than it was two years ago. Mm -hmm. But getting back down to breaking that down in numbers, and like I said, what is that? You know, we were talking about does the commission has their commission rates rising or falling? I don't know what they are in your area. It's obviously going to make a difference whether your area is still growing or what's going to happen. Are we going to are we in a recession? Are we out of recession? Are we going to recession? Who knows? I don't know. But whatever it is, you know, breaking down these goals and being very specific about what they are and then what actions you take. You know, if you if, if your average sales price is only, let's say, 250 and the average in our area is 400, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and a lot of people say, I'll just raise my average sales price. That's how I'll make more money. Well, I'm going to tell you, then you better hang out with different people mm -hmm. because what generally happens. And it's funny because especially when a lot of younger agents get in they're they're selling to their friends. Right. And right. the people you hang out the most are typically where you get your referrals and where you get your business from. Well, if you're hanging out with a bunch of first time home buyers you're going to be at the bottom end of the spectrum because you're first-time homebuyers. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, as you mature and get older and things happen in your life and you go through that, you hang out with different people. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what I will never forget. There was one agent who came in the office and he was super young at the time. And he was, he was selling to all his friends. And it was, you know, um, first-time homebuyers. He's like, I'll, I'm going to raise my average sales price. I said, then you better find some different people to go, you know, to hang out with. Mm -hmm. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're selling to the people you're hanging out with. Go hang out with different people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's funny over the years and watching what he did and how he grew. And from even to where, you know, where he is now and, and now he's doing some definitely different deals. It's definitely different people he's hanging out because his, his, his price is definitely very different. And even the type of real estate he's selling now is very different. Mm -hmm. um, and, it's, and it's just, and it's one, I think it's the maturity and then, you know, the progression of what you do in life. But, and, it, and you can, you can hang out with different people. It's not hard. Well, I want to say it's not necessarily hard, but it is difficult to insert yourself into different groups of people because you're going to have to learn to gain their trust mm -hmm. and then, to, you know, to do something. You, know, you can't go from if you're a very young real estate agent and you want to walk into a room of 50, 60 year olds mm -hmm. and tell them you want to sell them real estate. You better know how to sell them real estate, mm -hmm. you know, and you can. There's a lot of education out there for helping, you know, that last set of generation that's downsizing and going back the other direction. Mm -hmm. You know, you can there's you can do it all that you can be 23 and sell to a 60 year old, but you need to know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So that's I said, that's going back to if you want to change your, you know, if you want to change your average sales price, what do I need to do? And that's that's really where you need a mentor, a broker, a coach to help you get to that point if that's something you want to do, because it's not just, you know, find a new set of friends. Well, that's that's not right. my advice to you. I don't want you to make you miserable. I, sorry, people. I, I can't handle with, I can't hang with you anymore mm -hmm. because you're only buying $250,000 houses. I want to go sell $500,000 houses. Mm -hmm. you, that's not what you say to your friends, right? <laughs> so, you know, you, but again, finding out a strategic plan to get to that point, being very specific, the things that you need to do to get there or say, you want to, you want to go from residential, you want to sell commercial real estate. You know, mine is you better start taking some classes and pretty darn quick. And to have any credibility at all, you probably don't need your CCIM, which is a designation for commercial agents. And it is, it is a very intensive, expensive, um, education to get. But once you go through that education, you can have a conversation with anybody about commercial real estate because you have the knowledge to help them do what they need to do. So again, back to very specific. Um, and, and this is where, you know, you can set the number goal, but to break it down and really know what you're doing, find your coach, find your mentor, find your, find your broker and have that conversation. If you really want to, especially if you want to double your sales or if you want to grow exponentially, or if you want to change the type of real estate that you're selling and do something completely different, please have somebody else who's been in the business long enough, sit down and have this conversation with you. Mm -hmm. Don't just go, I'm going to do a hundred, you know, you go from selling three deals this year. I'm going to sell a hundred next year. Mm -hmm. Great. And <laughs> I, and I, how it's exactly right. I hope your spouse is sitting others going, well, I believe in you, but do you have any idea what you're doing? Uh, I mean, just, and the, the sad part about it is, like I said, I truly believe anybody can do anything. You can go from three to a hundred, no problem, mm -hmm. but there's going to be 
there's going to be some major changes. Yep, yeah. Major changes. And it's called money. You're going to have to spend mm-hmm. some money mm-hmm. get to that point. It's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to happen without having to spend some money. Mm-hmm. So again, going back to being very, you know, what are you going to accomplish and what actions will you take to actually accomplish that goal? Next is you need to be able to measure it. What's the, you know, and our business is pretty easy. Mm-hmm. The checks in the bank, the number of transactions, mm-hmm. the volume. It's super, usually super easy to measure. The things that most agents don't measure is that gross to net. How much did it cost me? And just because you have brokerage fees, that's your gross to net is not just your brokerage fees. Mm-hmm. Did you buy a lock? Did you buy a lockbox? Did you, you know, how much was your time spent on this? What was your time worth? Mm-hmm. What was your, you know, how much gas did you spend showing these people a house before it closed? How much, you know, did you buy them a meal? I mean, literally you've got to have all that down. It's not just what the title company check was to the check that I put in my bank. That is not really your true net. Um, so how are you measuring that? How are you keeping track? How are you budgeting? What are you doing? Um, you know, and next, if your goal was to save a certain amount over the year or to, you know, put money into your retirement, how are you measuring that? Is the money in a retirement account? Did you take it out? Did you put it in a savings account? Do you have the money that you said you were going to save? You know, whatever it happens to be, you just got to figure out, um, what it is. And, and like I said, truly have a unit of measurement to say, did I accomplish my goals? Most people, it's easy. Did you do a hundred transactions? Did you make a hundred thousand? You know, it's that. But it goes farther than that. And that's where I think a lot of agents just say, well, I made my 100 transactions. Woohoo. And then my next question is, were you profitable? And you would be amazed. They go, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, great. That's awesome. What do you mean? Uh, yeah, that's not <laughs> it. We're not measuring here. Um, you can, you know, you met, yeah, you're right. You met your 100 transactions goal. Yeah. But if you're not profitable, we have another problem Yeah. Um, on that. And so being able to measure it. And then, and again, it's it being super specific inside that measurement um, of what it is. Um, next is, is it truly doable or achievable? I mean, and, and this is where your mentor, your coach, your broker could come in and go, if you did three deals last year, more than likely you're not going to change enough to do a hundred deals next year. Mm-hmm. You're just not, it's really not, right. um, you know, 20% growth, is super awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it, are people capable? They are I, 100%, but most people will not change their lifestyle and what they're doing that much and willing to give up what they have to go from three deals to a hundred deals right. in a year. Now, is that a three year, five year plan? I think that's fantastic. Um, you know, I think you can do a hundred deals in five years in real estate. I think it's, I, and, and there's a lot of people who do it a lot quicker. And those are the ones you usually see on the news, you know, on our side of our real estate industry news, you see a lot of that going on, you know, so a hundred deals and they're second in real estate. Um, well, let's again, back to, let's break it down and see why, mm-hmm. you know, did they have preset things that came in, you know, with relationships when they came into the business that were able to do it? Most people excuse me, most people getting into the business in real estate have three or four deals lined up. You have a family member, you have a friend and they refer you to somebody. That's exactly how I am. It's how everybody, that that is very normal and that's okay. And then you do those three deals and you're like, now what? I don't know what to do. Um, And so again, back to, are they doable? Do you have, and I think like this question, do you have the necessary skills and resources resources being a key one right there to be able to do it. Skills, you can learn all day. There's tons of education out there. You're, you know, I'm hoping your brokerage provides it. If it doesn't find a brokerage that does, you know, providing you the skills to help you do these things. I can provide you skills all day long. I can't make you do it. Mm -hmm. 
that's the accountability piece that you really need to make sure. And that's that measuring, you know, that, that accountability comes in that measuring part too, is you have somebody to hold you accountable. Can you hold yourself accountable? Most people can't hold themselves accountable. Mm-hmm. Most people can't at all. Well, at some things they can, because they like doing them and it's okay. The things you don't like doing is where most people drop off the burnout. Oh, let's do that later. Yeah. Eh, let's do that. Yeah. Eh. And it's usually, that's usually what I'm talking about being profitable. That's usually what most agents go, eh, I don't know. I don't want to figure out how much I spent. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe I don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Look away. So, yeah. Look away. Don't look at that. Um, you know, I think that's some of it, but you know, is it achievable? Can you do it? Do you have the resources, whether it meaning time or money, that's usually the two resources that, that you're going to need in this business mm-hmm. or time and money. Um, and that's where a lot of agents get into this business thing. Oh, you know, you make a lot of money. Have you measured your time versus how much money you make? Mm-hmm. Do you know how much you make an hour? And that's right. the other thing I tell a lot of agents when they first come in, do you have any idea how much you make an hour? Right. Right. Oh yeah. Most yeah. of them don't. Most of, and if you figure right. it out, when you break that down. I don't need that. I don't even want to break that down. <laughs> it, it, I know. Yeah. And then when you first get into the business, it's ugly. Yeah. But you got to remember, you're learning. Yeah. It's not going to be the same person. You, you don't spend the same amount of time on a transaction that somebody's been in the business for 20 years. It's it's not the same. You can't, and again, comparing like to like, stop comparing apples to oranges. It doesn't mm-hmm. work that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you are not going to do a transaction the same way. Like I said, you've got a learning curve, especially in your first two or three years, because you're doing different transactions and different people and learning, you know, all the And also things. figure out what you want to do specifically yeah. in real estate, you know, because that changes throughout that process too. It does. Cause you're like, I don't like this. Yeah. Oh, I do like this. It's like, know, this you, doesn't feel good it, at all. No. You know? And it's like a roller coaster. You're like, ah, yes. we're going off the top. You're like, Oh God, no, 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 no. I don't want to go there. Uh, so I mean, it is, it's a huge roller coaster the first two or three years. So, you know, again, that's that, have that accountability, that coach, that mentor help you figure, is it really doable for you? Yeah. Do you and, and they'll tell you, you're going to need this, this, and this. And you're like, well, I don't have this. So I'm going to have to go find some education. And they'll, do, you know, they'll direct you to the to good education and, and, and help you break these down and, and do these kind of things. But, you know, they do need to be achievable. You can't, like I said, you're not going from three to a hundred in a year and mm-hmm. you're just not. Um, are they relevant? And here's, this is what you just said this a minute ago. What do you want to do? What kind of real estate do you want to do? You know, mm-hmm. what we, we talked about what's your niche, you know, niche, niche, whatever, whatever that word is, you know, figuring out what you love to do, because if you love to do it, you know, you're not going to feel like you're working. You're going to do it really, really well. And I think that whole relevant fits into that. So it, here's the thing. And, and I'll give this example because I think this, this will make sense to people. If you are a person that is not motivated by money, if money is not your motivator, and I'm not saying we don't all need it to pay our bills and do the things we want to do, but if you, if your motivation is not money, you should not set a commission goal because mm-hmm. that's not how your brain works. So again, that's that relevance. If you're trying to say, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars. You don't care about a hundred thousand dollars because that's not now would a hundred thousand dollars be great. Yeah. 100%. Who doesn't, you know, and it will it pay your bills and you know set you up for retirement and do all the things you want to do. Yes, it will. And that's great, but that's not your motivation. Your motivation may be to help people. And that's why a lot of, again, another reason people get into this business because they want to help people. Great. Then your mindset needs to be in your goals is I want to help a hundred families buy a house. I want to help a hundred families become a homeowner. That speaks to who you are and what you love doing. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's still a hundred, we just talked about hundred transactions or hundred houses, whatever it is, but you have to make it relevant to you so that your brain wraps around it versus hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars. And so I will tell you as a broker in a brokerage, it's really hard to recognize agents. And this is why we do it here. We do it all three ways because not everybody's motivated by money. Not everybody's motivated by transactions. Not everybody is motivated by the volume because it's, it means something different to them and how they do it. Um, so they've got to be relevant to, to you um, and why is, you know, if you help a hundred families 
doesn't make your heart happy, right? You know, or if you made that hundred thousand dollars because what you were doing with that hundred thousand dollars was I'm setting myself up for retirement, or I'm paying for my kids' college, or I'm paying off my house, or whatever it happens to be. You know, if you if they have to be relevant to what your other goals are, you can't just. And that's the other thing too is that your goals can't be all business related. And this is the first thing I know a lot of we and we talk about this when we sit down and talk about accountability is. What are your personal obligations? What are your family obligations? Because I can't just say, well, you're going to work 100 hours this week. Uh, no, I'm not. You know, I have a family to take care of. I have things I have to do. So you have to, that's again, going back to, the, are they relevant? You can't go from three to 100 without giving up some family time. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's going to take time and money. And the time's going to come away from your family. It's, you know, you're going to have to put more time in your business if you want to go from three transactions to 100 transactions. So making them relevant to what the rest of your goals are and relevant to how you think and how you feel will make a huge difference on you accomplishing your goals. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, of course, is um, what's the time frame? You know, and, and real estate is usually easy. It's a year. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's always in a year. Yeah. But, but when we said being specific and breaking it down, what happens? Right. In, what happens a monthly, quarter? weekly, what happens yeah. monthly? What happens weekly? What mm-hmm. happens daily? You have to you have to break those down, which is why we do this. Because saying 100, you're like, holy crap, mm-hmm. how many is that? You know, what do I have to do? Again, how many phone calls did you make? How many contacts did you make? How many agreements right. did you write? How many contracts did you write? How many clothes? You know, you're breaking that back down to figure out how many of those you need right. on a daily, weekly, monthly, you know, which quarterly is, basis. Which is how you establish, like, the habits that yeah. you need to establish from, you know, it's like the seed to the, the, you know, the tree that you, you want know, to grow. Exactly. You know? It's the same thing. Or like, you know, the whole wheel of cheese. You're taking little bitty bites of cheese. Eventually, you're going to put it all by, or a puzzle. You know, you're taking each pe- each piece of the puzzle. You keep putting on Wait, there. What's the cheese one? It's the whole wheel of cheese. Oh. You know, you're taking it, you know, you, you go backwards. You take the little chunks out. And yeah. You, and you break it into little big chunks. It's a whole lot easier to eat a little chunk of cheese yeah. than it is the whole entire wheel of cheese, yeah. right? You're not yeah. going to eat the whole wheel of cheese at one time. It doesn't happen at one time. Um, it, but it doesn't. So you've got to break those down and, and accomplishing them at what time. And like I said, in our industry, it's a year, you know, mm-hmm. 2023. Woohoo. What do you want to do in 2023? And that's what, you know, I was, what are your goals? And, and that's the other thing too, I would tell you is make them very visual. You know, if you're a visual person, you better have them written down. You better have the, you know, what does, if you going back to, are they relevant? You know, how do they speak to you? What are you doing? Are you going on a fancy vacation? Are you buying a new car? Are you paying off your house? Are you exercising more? Are you eating better? Are you spending more time with your family? I don't care what it is. Whatever your goals are, they need to be visible. If you're that visual person, they better be hanging somewhere, you know, do that vision board. I know it seems like, you know, Oh, we're going back to kindergarten. We're cutting out pictures and putting them on a piece of paper. It's it's vision boards are awesome, and because I I and I hated stuff like that. But literally doing the vision board, it was pretty crazy how how those things really did manifest in my life, and it was like awesome. You know, it's, it's weird, but mm-hmm. it's true. Even because it, it doesn't in my logical brain, it doesn't work. Either. Right? I'm like, eh, yeah, you're whatever. like whatever. You weird hippie. That. I know. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know what they are. You know, I know yes. what they are. I've constantly reminded myself. In fact, I probably beat myself up all the time because they're always in my head. Yes. But seeing that, mm-hmm. it's just, it does something different. That's it's, why you'll still, you'll walk into a lot of agents offices and there'll be boards yeah. and they have all their buyers written on one. They have all their sellers written yes. on one. They have all the transactions because it's visual. Like I got to check with all these people today and make sure everybody's okay and nothing's falling apart because yeah. they ha- they need that visual because you could run around and show property and woo, you know, your tornado going out crazy and you walk back in and you go, who did I not call today? Yeah. Oh, crap. What's the, you know, what didn't happen? So having them yeah. very visual, whatever it happens to be, I think is super important. It also reminds me of like, whenever you, you know, there's especially people old, old school people, whatever, like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I like to write things down with, with a pen and paper. You know, I don't like to put it in my phone. Nope, I want to write it down. I remember better if I put, write it down. To me, like, that is also what a vision board is because it's really, yeah. like, making you – this is this is what you're thinking about your goals. Correct. And, and that you're, you know, you're bringing them to a realistic – 
place right in front of you where you're seeing them, where, you know, and, and so that so there's finite. like a huge I think process. It's, I think it's like, it's like the finality of, yes, yes. I made a decision. Yep. Here's my decision. Yes. I'm writing it down. Yep. I'm going to do it. Because like I said, I can have it all day yes. long. I want to do 100 deals. I want to do 100 deals. I want to do 100 deals. Right. But if you never say it, write it down, put it in front of your face, mm-hmm. you're like, I'll finally do 50 of them. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. It's okay. Nobody else knew I didn't right, do right. 100. <laughs> I didn't write that down anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's not accountability. And and I will tell you, there's people who have that mindset that mm-hmm. if I don't write it down and I don't make it, then it's okay. Mm-hmm. No. Here's the thing. If you don't make it, let's talk about why. Right. Did you, if you wrote it down, would you have made it? <laughs> you know? It, exactly. Yeah. If you would have. But I mean, most people who do write it down and we have, and, and mm-hmm. I do, I, we make all of our agents give, give us their goals. Mm-hmm. And if they refuse to give me a goal, I'm like, great. Then we'll just do what you did last year. Um, and we'll stick with that. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times either they're going through, like I said, life, health, things, you know, mm-hmm. things are going on where they don't want to make a decision. Or I have some, I have some who, you know, are of, well, if I don't write it down and I don't make it, mm-hmm. then I don't feel bad. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, nope. <laughs> nope. We're going to go, we're going to go back to this. And, and it's funny because <coughs> when you write it down and give it to them, they'll be like, well, I did that last year. I need to do better than that this year. That's why I know giving it to them and saying, well, fine, if you won't give me a goal, here's your goal. Mm-hmm. I'll give them a goal. It's funny how they meet it or beat it mm-hmm. because they knew they could. They just didn't want to say it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, a lot of, it is having that, you know, having that accountability, having that broker, mentor, coach that does that for you to help you, you know, make you set those goals, make you write it down, mm-hmm. make you put it out where it's visual, where you can actually see it. And I will tell you, it probably needs to be in more than one place, um, you know. Because, you know, after what's happened after the pandemic, you know, a lot of people are working more from home, you know, maybe it needs to be at home and at the office. If, you, mm-hmm. you know, if you're working out of the office or you don't have an office, then you need to have it posted somewhere. You need a place that you work, you know, where do you work at home? And that's the other, you know, we've, we've talked about this before, I think, in, in one of our other episodes about having that set place to go to work. Um, even if you are working from your home, whether you have an office or you have a space that you consistently go to that you work from, you know, I think that's. I think that's super important. And that's just, this is where you would put those, those visions, mm-hmm. those goals, those things that you need to do. They need to be in that place. Um, so if they need to be pretty, you know, make them pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a tons of creative, you know, Shutterfly, Impix, Picasso, all the things that are out there that you can Canva, all the things that you can make things in, make it pretty, mm-hmm. find pictures and put them on there. Yeah. Um, go for it. Make it pretty and put it in a frame. If it needs to be sitting out somewhere, if you work in your living room or your dining room, whatever it is, mm-hmm. pretty. Agreed. So. <laughs> all right. Well, there's our, your smart goals. So everybody should be getting ready to hit 2023. Um, This has been Kim with Conversations with Kim. You can find us on Facebook with Conversations with Kim with a K. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye.